0: welcome back to the anxiety slayer podcast i'm shan vanderleek here with my wonderful friend and co-host ananga Sivier. we come together weekly to share a powerful collection of supportive techniques for anxiety relief and today we're discussing how you can support your anxious mind when it always brings up the worst-case scenarios. Welcome back, Ananga. Hey, Shan. What themes should we explore today around our anxious minds and how they can sometimes come up with worst-case scenarios?
1: I think there's a a few different ways the mind can do this. The anxious mind can default to thinking the worst, always thinking the worst. I think that there's a kind of hypervigilance there that's often in response to stress or trauma from our past, where we expect the worst, or we are so worried about things that could go wrong that we project them and we think the worst. Um, And of course, the real thing with this is that when we do think the worst and when we're habituated to do that, that feeds back into our anxiety and increases anxiety. So I think those are important things to talk about.
0: In a recent podcast, we spoke about the practice of redirection for working with unwanted thoughts. And this also works when we find ourselves thinking the worst, when we notice that the tendency in our mind to look at a situation or concern and think of all that could go wrong with it, we really can pause and change how we react. It might take some doing, as I can attest to having recently been through a worst case scenario situation uh, but you can make things so much better with redirection and the first step is to notice to catch ourselves running with a thought to an anxious or unwanted possibility when we do that we're we're projecting we're creating a story and it's usually not something happening now it's something we're worried about happening in the future something that could happen something that may happen Even if that future is as close as the next day or the next
1: week, it's not happening now, but it feels like it. It feels like it, and then we follow the feelings because when we're already struggling with anxiety, we become hyper-aware of any feelings and sensations in our body. And, of course, the body doesn't know the difference between what's fact and fiction, or as we've been talking about recently, mental propaganda. So the body just jumps right in if we think, oh, this could go wrong and we believe that propaganda, we believe that worst-case scenario thinking, then the body jumps right in, and our heart rate goes up, and our breathing becomes shallow, and we feel more anxious, which gives us less resilience and less facility to cope with redirecting those thoughts. So it really does become a practice of noticing and redirection when we think the worst about something to stop and just look at what's happening mm-hmm. and Not have it be a fact. The the trouble with anxiety is that we tend to run so much on autopilot with it. And whatever we're experiencing is the thing. That's the thing. That's the reality. And we just get tumbled over in it. But it isn't. It's a, a mind that's feeling ungrounded, a mind that's feeling worried. And if we can just stop and look at it and respond differently and make different choices, we can help it. We can help ourselves a lot.
0: For example, when we catch ourselves projecting fear around any given situation, we can support our mind now to release that fear. We can take action to help the mind feel more resilient and steady. And it's just a matter of, again, that awareness of of what's happening. Because a balanced mind feels able to meet whatever comes up. That's the the grounded and place uh, peaceful place to be and, and we can absolutely work toward that. I realized that in some cases our minds aren't balanced. So for instance, the other night, my mind wasn't balanced because I was really tired. I hadn't gotten enough sleep over the last couple nights. And then a story came into my mind and I was really concerned and really worried. And being a mama, I was worried about my daughter hadn't heard from her, and I was just certain that something bad had happened, and I, I did all the things, <laughs> all the things that I know to do, but my mind was relentless because I wasn't balanced. I was so tired, and uh, it was the, the full moon and thunderstorm and rain and no sleep and Shan telling her stories. Well, it wasn't Shan, right? It was my mind creating right, creating those stories. And, um, and I just bring that forward because I did all these things that we're talking about, the, the worst case scenarios, and my body was stressed. I was so tired. And uh, gratefully, my daughter's fine, and so am I, and I know how to take care of myself. But I did fall right down that rabbit hole, and it was not any fun. And I really hope I don't go back there anytime soon.
1: Yeah. And I really appreciate how you speak about it when you talk about the relentless nature of the mind that's how it is it's relentless and it gets this energy about it where it just won't give up it won't give over and it's got new negative evidence to present when the mind's tired when we're not feeling in balance and then what can we do we go to self care how can i look after myself how can i backtrack and understand what might be contributing, so that we can respond with compassion. And again, having this dialogue with ourselves and people we trust that this is my mind, it's not me, it's not my core identity. Right. I just um, treated myself this morning to Oprah Winfrey's new book that she's written with Dr. Bruce Perry. So I've just started reading the introduction, and I really like the, the theme of the book, and it's called What Happened to You? and the whole theme of the book is to say what happened to you rather than what's wrong with you mhm and i'm looking forward to reading and sharing more maybe some of our listeners are also reading and they'd like to share in our facebook group what they're learning and and realizing and i think this is so helpful to change that dialogue because with anxiety when we're thinking the worst we Do this falling downhill mentally, and then we end up at the bottom of the hill, bruised and battered, and then we say, What's wrong with me? Yeah. Or we think we're broken, or we think we're not functional, or we start comparing ourselves negatively to others who appear to be coping better. They might not be, but we'll think they are. And we say, What's wrong with me? So to switch it up and say, What happened? What happened? over the last few days, weeks, months that might be contributing to me feeling not so mentally resilient? And how can I be kind to myself if I fall down the rabbit hole? Because we all do. Sometimes we all do. That's the nature of the mind and it's the nature of life. And what can I do now to help myself get back on my feet?
0: Yeah. And that is so key. I found that with this recent experience, I was so grateful to be fully supported by my husband, of course, and by my friend, Jennifer, who just, she's a mom. She knows what that feels like. Uh, you, it was, you were celebrating your birthday, so I kindly left you alone. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just being uh, vulnerable enough to ask for support, to share what was going on to continue to do the practices that we know how to do and to know that that it really will pass and then of course having the exaltation of finding out that what you were worried about was all a story of your creation you know come with me and let me share my worst (laughs) fear with you and the story of my own creation yeah. And I can laugh at myself about it because I have to. It's a part of the way that I cope with it and, and, and knowing that I am human, that these things happen, that even if we weren't anxiety slayers and doing the work that we do, it happens. Stuff happens to all of us where we are a little off balance and come up with these worst case scenarios. So let's talk through some of the steps for working with this anxious tendency to think the worst.
1: I think the first thing is to step back and watch ourselves, watch our thought patterns, watch the nature of our thoughts. And before we started the podcast today, I was sharing with you a text I received a few days ago and how I didn't finish reading it because I got to a certain point and my mind had already finished it in my head. Um, Not what the text said at all. Mm. And a text is a short communication. But because I was so tired and we just moved house and I was really quite exhausted from all the things that everyone knows goes with moving. My mind filled in the blank. And then I had to stop and just be kind to myself and take a breath and and say, look what you did there. Not like you're chastising yourself, but just, hey, you know, look what you did. It was a good message. And you filled in the blank in a way that caused you some severe stress. So, Mm -hmm. okay, I need to go home and make some soup. I need to rest. Uh, I need to be Getting back into my reading, reading things that nourish my mind and, and steady my mind. So, the first thing always, and this is a key teaching of Ayurveda, is to watch ourselves, self observation, but kind, not the pointy finger.
0: Yeah, without judgment. Yes.
1: Yeah, without judgment. So, just to watch for those tendencies and, and just stop. Hey, I, I did it again. You know, I, I filled in uh, the story, I filled in the story with that tendency to think the worst. And again, when we think the worst, the body believes the worst. And so around we go. So it begins with watching, pausing, looking out for those tendencies, and then we have the space to make the change.
0: And also to ask questions about where these thoughts and ideas may come from, because chances are you can trace it back to something in your childhood or something in something in your life that perhaps it was uh, modeled to you by a mentor or a parent or teacher. Perhaps it's something that you created to uh, protect yourself. Uh, There's so many things that, you know, where these things could come from. And so again, as the example of you reading your text and filling in the blank, what might happen if you allowed yourself to take a breath and then read it again to make sure it's what you really understand, you know, that it's, is this true? Is this really what I'm seeing? Or is there more to this type of a thing? Asking those questions, if you can, in the moment, because if our mind's unbalanced, it's a little bit harder to ask the questions.
1: Yeah. And again, as as so much of what we've been sharing in recent episodes, is a practice. It is. It's a practice. So for me, I had to stop and I put my hand on my chest and took a deep breath. And I, I was in the car and I just said out loud to myself, you see what you did there? Yeah. Okay. There's been a lot going on. It's time to really get back into the active self-care. And then I just asked myself, where did that come from? Yeah. And I knew immediately where it had come from. And it was a, a belief projected by somebody else. As it often is. <laughs> yeah. Projected repeatedly from someone else. It wasn't mine at all. It wasn't true, and it was a propaganda story, right? And then once we look and we respond with self kindness, then we can move on to doing something that helps. That's the next step. Do we need to take a walk, take some breaths, journal it out, write it out what we thought, and then write why it's not true?
0: Yeah, my my choice was a, a really good ugly cry. Mm-hmm. You just let it, let it go of all of all of it, all of the fear, all of the creation story, all of the things, and then take a hot shower and let it all roll off and down the drain and then uh, retreat to the island of my bed <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because I hadn't slept in so long and I was so very, very tired and it finally felt like, okay, I can, I can rest now. And, uh, and then later that evening, my daughter and I had a laugh about all of it uh, n- and not to take the importance away. Not that kind of laugh because as parents, if you're a parent um, or if you're a spouse or if you just love somebody so very much and your greatest fear is something that could happen to them, then you know what this feels like. And so to be able to also convey that, but also to to lighten it up a bit mm. and, uh, it felt strange to be doing it, but it also felt very healthy to be doing it, if that makes sense. Yeah. And then, of course, another step would be tapping. Tapping helps us to uh, really release our fears and rest and build some resilience. At the time, I was uh, making my statements, You know, even though I'm afraid that something horribly wrong has happened, I love and accept myself. And I could do the words, I could do the clearing statements, I couldn't tap at the time, but I knew that it would. Be- it was better for me to use the words than to not, mm-hmm. and then build into uh, tapping. And for a while, I was just tapping on my collarbone.
1: Yeah.
0: And just because it felt like too much to go through the whole... Yeah thing. And so I'm, I'm certain that people can understand this as well. I'm, I know I'm, being, I'm sharing probably a little too much, but but being able to to just tap on the, on the collarbone and get that fear under a little bit more control was helpful.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I'm glad you shared that because that really, for me, that's a one point wonder for fear. Yeah. And I share this a lot when I'm working with my clients is, you know, if you're feeling really freaked out and anxiety feels like it's escalating. We can't always find the words, but the point of the words is to tune us in to what's disturbing us. And if we're that disturbed, it's there. We don't need, you know, the radio's tuned in, it's all happening. So to go straight to the collarbone and just tap on that collarbone point and breathe. And if you don't know where the point is, you can find it on our website at anxietieslayer.com forward slash EFT. There's a chart of all the tapping points there. So this collarbone point is on the kidney meridian. And in traditional Chinese medicine, it really has a direct effect on calming fear. Even if you just learn that one point, it's really helpful. And then if there's lots of adrenaline and stress running through our bodies, I find it really helpful to pace, pace and tap, pace and tap and breathe and just keep going. Initially, your mind may tell you it's not doing anything. Give it a minute or two. And it it really does work. It really does help. And then the words and the processing and the journaling, that can all come later once we've de-escalated the fear, once it comes down a notch or three.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And then, of course, go back to gratitude and stay in gratitude whenever possible, whenever possible. And it's always possible if you really continue to add to your gratitude journal, your gratitude list, your notes in your phone, wherever it is you keep those. those items that you're grateful for, those people that you're grateful for, gratitude lifts us up in a way that it's a, really a gift.
1: Yeah, and such a powerful antidote to anxiety. I think, you know, when we have this projection anxiety, anxiety is a real thief of the good things in our mind. Mm-hmm. It eclipses the good things in our mind. So rather than thinking of all the things that could go wrong, gratitude keeps us in the moment with all the things that have gone right and are going right. Right now, in this moment, even if it's the most basic things like taking a shower with hot, clean water is a gift. Mm-hmm. To take a grateful shower, to take a grateful nap, a grateful cup of chamomile tea. These are all liberties and, and gifts, and they antidote anxiety because it becomes mindful. Right. It becomes mindful and it becomes in the moment.
0: And Ananga, thank you in advance for the tapping practice for Patreon that you've recorded that goes along with this episode, because I know that tapping practice will help so many who fall down this rabbit hole of of, uh, believing the worst case scenarios. Thank you so much for listening to Anxiety Slayer. Ananga and I are incredibly grateful that you come back again and again. And if you love our podcast, please consider exploring our Patreon for loads of Anxiety Slayer extras for calming anxiety, including posts and guided meditations and tapping sessions, popular episodes from our archives, and so much more. You can learn more at patreon.com forward slash Anxiety Slayer. Thanks again, Nananga. It's so great to be together with you, and I look forward to our next conversation.